Welcome to the Rough Puffs. I'm your host, Andrea Bennett. And I'm Kim Fu. Uh, this is a podcast where we watch and discuss every episode of the Great British Bake Off. Uh, we are moving on to series four today, which I discovered is collection two on Netflix, oh, just to no. make life as difficult Why? as possible. I know, collection <laughs> one is series five, so it's... it's oh god, that's yeah. so confusing. Wait, collection one is series five? Yep. And collection yep. four is... Collection, collection two, two is series four. four. So confusing. It's completely different again if you're watching on PBS. They just, in America, we just make things up. We air things in the order we want to, whatever. Absolute nonsense. Anyway, series four, episode one, we're starting off with a whole new baker's dozen of bakers. I know, there's so many of them. I, I was so looking many. at this, I was like, how did we do this last season? How do you keep track of so many people? I had exactly the same problem. Um, there's Glenn, there's Toby, there's Lucy, there's Allie, Ma- uh, wait, no, Ma- Mary, we know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then, um, Becca and Francis, I want to say, have, like, the exact same haircut. Oh, yeah. I don't get them confused because they have such different, like, personalities or, like, ways of being, but you know who I get confused, mm-hmm. and they're also super different, is Glenn and, Glenn and Robert at first. Just, like, their names for some reason. Yeah, they do resolve into very different people, though. Yeah, this is true. This first week is cake. Cake! Oh, I wanted cake so much. I I know, but I baked some. They did really well. They did really well for our first episode, I thought. Like, that's that's part of wanting cake so much, is I feel like they all did so well, you know, on these challenges, and the cakes looked great, by and large. Do we feel like that in part because there there was no tomato cake, or...? (laughs) It could also just be the overwhelm of there being so many of them. You know, it's like you're just seeing... Like, even if 10 cakes are good, you're seeing 10 really good cakes in a row, you know, which is... That's true. Overwhelming yeah, to the sense of... Yeah. Um, their signature challenge is to make a sandwich cake. So Paul and Mary are looking for a twist on a British classic, and they have two hours mm. to bake, decorate, and serve. And two hours is a decent amount of time. Um, I The only place that... When someone says that, the only place you can kind of maybe run into trouble is if is is having the cakes be like cool enough for buttercream, mm. which obviously does happen to one of our contestants. If you have any, if you hit any snags, um, but yes. other than that, like that seems like a pretty reasonable amount of time to do a layer cake like this because. Yeah, it'll probably only t- it takes like 20, 25 minutes to bake them in the oven. It seems reasonable, but at least three people cut themselves during the signature. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Christine, Lucy, and Howard, and possibly more. Those were just like the three that I caught. Yeah. Who that, you know, the camera drew attention to it with their, their you know, the blue bandage on their fingers and them explaining. It's, yeah, Toby's not. Oh, yeah, he's not yet. But no. <laughs> Toby, we get this moment. So he's making like a carrot cake. And he, Toby is our um, affable... Uh, how would he just... He's, like... He's a bit bumbling. He's very yeah. excited. Uh, yeah. He's a little bit self-deprecating, but in, not, in, not, in a, not in a sad sack kind of way, just, like, in a very, yeah. like, lighthearted British way. <laughs> he has the vibe of a, of a British, like, screwball comedian. Yes. Yeah, he does. Um, <laughs> al- although you can tell... It's not... It's very clear he hasn't been famous at all in his life. But, um, 
He's looking for his peeler, and he's like, where's some peeler? Where's some thingy? Ah, there it is. And yeah. then he grabs yeah. it, and he starts peeling the carrot towards his wrist. And I was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> um, there was another moment at the beginning I loved where Mary is explaining how she doesn't want to see just, like, a classic sandwich cake that's, like, yeah. tortoise sponge and, the, and cream <laughs> and strawberries. Um, and then they immediately cut to Glenn being like, you know, why mess with the classic? I think Mary will really like it. That was a moment of editing genius. I yes. did love it, actually. Um, because we have so many people, they, like, it, it felt like they they had to choose, be really choosy about who they kind of spent time with in the signature. Mm-hmm. So they spend some time with Lucy, who's making cardamom sponge. And yeah. we learned that she's a full-time gardener now and that she's going to have rhubarb uh, from her backyard in the cake. And I... I would never have thought to put, like, cardamom and rhubarb together. Um, and then Becca, i forgotten this about her. She's, like, a military wife. Um, yes. I also would not yes. have, like, guessed that about her. Um, hmm. There it seems to always be someone who is, like, uh, like, a pastor's wife or a military person's wife or, you know, something about that, singing in a royal military wife choir, which... Would you have guessed that that still was a thing? I would not have. Um, her cake t- sounds delicious. Um, yes, yes. Her cake would have been my choice. Uh, I was going to yeah. say that. I, I, she described it as, like, it's a grapefruit cake. And she says her husband doesn't like grapefruit and he likes this cake. Which I think nails something for me, you know? Like, I do think th- those are separate categories of people, kind of. <laughs> um, like, yeah. you can definitely make grapefruit desserts that everyone loves. Um, and... The, when the judges were eating it and they described it as really refreshing and like the grapefruit coming through but without the bitter you know like it just it sounded it sounded so good that was definitely gonna yeah. be my pick too i love a drizzle cake also mm. they're tasty um they also say oh yeah but i like this moment also um when paul says like annoyingly i really like it yeah and sue says oh how painful to give a compliment uh, i think because he thought it was a bad idea right he did think it was a bad idea um, to use grapefruit because it's sour, but that the whole, I mean, that, that's like a whole genre of drizzle cake is like citrusy drizzle, like lemon drizzle. It's not like anyone's eaten a lemon straight mm-hmm, either. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So when Paul was saying that, I was like, who, what? You eat food for a living. <laughs> Why are you so picky? <laughs> Francis did the super cute uh, giant jam oh, yeah. sandwich with the the fondant like paper wrapping of it, the sugar paste paper wrapping of it. Um, I thought that was such a cute idea. I think it didn't, they didn't love it in the tasting though. Um, It fell a bit flat in the tasting. She did mm. a raspberry and rose jam, Mm. but I think she was kind of like more focused on what it was going to look like than. Yes. Did she have a peanut component or no? No. Uh, yeah, I agree. That would have been better. That would have been much better, a, a peanut butter and jam sandwich. Although I think a jam sandwich is being classically British, on the other hand. Oh, just straight jam? Yeah. I have absolutely no desire to eat a straight jam sandwich. But if you made, like, a fluffy peanut butter icing and had, like, a probably not raspberry and rose, probably just straight raspberry uh, jam, uh, I'd be into that. Mm. But they might have also, like, that might be, like, painfully north american to a british yeah palette. yeah i could see that too like I, we're we're big in making pb and j everything here we'll jam it into all yeah. the brunch items Ooh, peanut butter have you ever had peanut butter jam sandwich like french toast yes like the whole thing like dipped and 
Yes, I have had that. I've had, you know, peanut butter and jam donut. I think we maybe go to, we go overboard with it here. I think it's it's one of those I've had it as pancakes. I've had it as pancakes. Uh, <laughs> it's I, it's something I really liked when I was younger, I think. Not not like a child, like in my early twenties. I have a child's palate. <laughs> no, no. I mean, like, in my early 20s, I think I, I saw it on menus, and I thought it always, yeah. like, sounded like such a good idea, and I got excited, and then I've eaten too many, like, peanut butter and jelly things that were just, they were not good. They were excessive. You know, they just made you feel, they were just sort of sickly to eat. Um, yeah. And then now when I see it on a menu, I'm not excited anymore. I'm just wary. I have never, when I see that stuff on a menu in a restaurant, I typically don't order it because I don't like eating like straight up sugary stuff at breakfast unless it's Mm. like a slice of truffle cake to be honest but uh, like when I'm out and about usually because it'll just make me feel a little bit unwell I usually put peanut butter on my french toast instead of syrup like I I think that that's actually the way to do it oh yeah I put peanut butter and maple syrup (laughs) (laughs) I'm a fan of both I do the same for pancakes like especially if they're banana pancakes yeah, I do that um, on pancakes too. J- JP thinks it's actually because my family really likes uh, fruit syrup and whipped cream, um, and I mean I do too. But he thinks that that like flavor combination has been tainted for me because I associate oh. it with my with brunch, brunch with my sisters who are who are who are lovely. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the the. The things that go wrong during this one that stuck out to me mm-hmm. are Glenn's cake is enormous um, because of he because of the way he puts like whole strawberries upright in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end, in the talking head, he's like, "A cake too big? Is that possible?" And it's very cute. <laughs> um, Mark forgot to check that his oven was preheated, so he like his cakes took forever. Ruby curdled her crumb hat and then oh, poor Ruby had a cry about it. Um, and Howard's. Howard did the thing you were talking about where his cold, his cakes weren't cold enough in time. So yeah. the buttercream filling seeped. But they they loved his cake, though, even yeah. after that happened. So did not end up being a big deal. The seep isn't like a huge, I don't know. If you're eating it warm, the seep isn't a huge deal, I don't think. Like flavor and deliciousness-wise, it just, mm-hmm. you know, you want to have, you don't get those like nice puffy layers or space between the layers. You know whose cake... I was not into from the get-go was Christine's, the strawberry, vanilla, and rosewater summer basket. Mm. She's going to make it into a summer basket with, like, piped basket work around yes. the edges. She ran out of time. She ran out of time, A. But, B, that was never a good idea in the first place because it's a sandwich cake. The whole idea of a sandwich cake, and they say this at the top, is that you have naked cake mm-hmm. and then, like, a center bit and, and, ma- and either stuff on top or no stuff on top. But to make it into a summer basket is making it into a totally different kind of cake. Um, and I hate that kind of piping, but that's, I guess, another... <laughs> Just aesthetically, I'm not a fan, mm. but I, I would have set that aside if it was a different challenge and not this challenge. Mary also looked like completely uninterested it or she she had her like disapproving mary face on when Christ, at the beginning when christine was like, explaining yes what her cake was gonna look like christine sort of flew by during the judging i think she was one of that middle pack where they said you know like we only got to see like one thing they said to her yeah. and then they moved on um the other so robert makes a pecan and apple cake which is that also fine. sounded really good 
so my only my issue with this, and I guess I I discovered that I have a very specific idea of what a sandwich cake cake is supposed to be. My issue with it is that it feels like a fall cake, a pecan and apple cake, and I want a sandwich cake to be a spring or a summer cake. <laughs> Because the, tra- the traditional one is strawberry? Is that why you think I, that you make I it? I don't know why, but that's where it's filed in my brain. It's supposed to just be like, I don't know, yeah, spring or summer cake. It's I like ideally you're eating it like picnic picnic style outside. Hmm. I don't know. I, it's I sure is a delicious cake. That's a ridiculous piece of feedback. I, I, so I thought, I thought you were going to say your issue with his cake was the way the nuts were incorporated. Um, I remember a shot... Like, I thought it sounded so good, and then it looked really good, and I think the judges really liked it. But there was a shot when they cut into it when I saw, like, the density of nuts in the cake seemed off to me. I was like, it, it would feel like you were had a mouthful of mixed nuts at points, I think. Oh, yeah, that that is true. I didn't, I didn't love the decoration or the... Or the way the sponge looked. It just looked too dark for yeah, me. Yeah, like it was it, an unappealing color. I agree. Yeah. Um, which I wouldn't have felt the same way if it was if it was like a fall cake and just presented differently or something. Like, mm. I don't know. Because a carrot cake, for example, is like a dark cake, too. Oh, and there's, there's a Kimberly made blood orange cake. Um, so Kimberly and Glenn were the people that charmed me most immediately, like from the moment you see them. I feel like they just seem mm-hmm. like radiant people and I like them. Um, other people charm me more over the course of the episode, which we can get to. Uh, but they were my my initial two. Like, I like I like you. <laughs> Definitely. Um, I also I like I after having bad mouth is cake. Robert has good vibes. Robert, okay, Robert is going to say charm me over the course of the episode because I actually like watching him bake. Um, he's very methodical in this way that reminds me of these YouTube videos where people uh, restore shoes or like old electronics. <laughs> um, and they have, so they have like all these like crazy specialized tools and it's so laborious and, and sort of silly. Like there's sort of very little point to it to like, you know, cleaning an old keyboard case for 20 minutes using like all these different chemicals and brushes and stuff. But it's like very soothing because the mastery of like the way their hands move kind of like, and Rob is like that. Like it is fun to watch him do do stuff and it's like soothing in that way um mm. especially in the showstopper but we'll get to that um yeah all right yeah. let's shift to the technical, technical challenge yeah uh which is angel food cake um which is a delicate light sponge topped with whipped cream and drizzled with a lemon and passion fruit curd in this case it's mary's mm. recipe they get two and a half hours to quote unquote make the angels sing yeah um angel food cake i'm familiar with because in the 90s when i was a kid it was super popular because uh in the 90s everyone was like terrified of um fat eating any of it like uh in butter and whatever whatever and so there's like this fat free craze and angel food cake just is like by its nature fat free it gets it's leavening from the egg whites you don't have any of those egg yolks in there even mm. which is bana- it's bananas to me that people are still eating egg white omelets it pains my soul but i i actually really love angel food cake um it's it is one of the things that i was fed as a chubby child 
that I that I still like. I cannot eat a rice cake, um, mm. but I used to be given from time to time um, angel food cake with uh, strawberries and whipped cream, and I would still eat that. I still think it's delicious. It's not angel food cake's fault that the nineties had bad diet culture. <laughs> I really want to tell you an irrelevant story. I worked at a place where when you were. If, if Okay, so you're serving breakfast, people make their choices. If they asked for egg whites, if they asked for, like, the egg white version, they automatically got whole wheat toast with the butter on the side. Where if it, <laughs> and if they ordered their eggs any other way, they automatically got white bread with the butter on it. And I thought that was just such a str- – like, I, I remember, like, even having – kind of an argument with my boss about this because I thought that was so weird and presumptuous, but that's, he insisted that that's, those are the two types of people in the world. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Um, If I could eat everything, I would have, you know, full eggs and then I would have whole wheat toast, but with the butter on it. That's, I don't know. I guess I don't, yeah, fall somewhere between those two categories, but... Let's see, what what interesting happens in the angel food cake? I guess, so you're not supposed to grease the tin. Because it's got to climb. angel food cake. Yeah. Uh, so that, a few of them fall down there. Mm-hmm. Oh, Toby uses salt instead of sugar, which is like such a heartbreaker for Toby. So, okay, so when that happens, um, Mary says, it's happened before. And Sue immediately goes, John, salted rum baba, 2012. Yeah. Was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, John. And then John wins, right? He made it all the way to the end. Yeah. So it's not it's not the end of the world. Toby also made a joke. Um, it's like sums him up sort of was like quintessentially Toby. It's like when he was watching his cake in the oven, he was like, he's like, oh, he's like, oh, no, it's cracking. He's like physically cracking, not cracking as in good. <laughs> you know, he's just like, yeah. he was <laughs> sort of like a little bit hysterical you know like in that moment um yeah this whole episode felt like a little overwhelming for toby and i I feel like he's like a very positive good-spirited guy but he was just sort of in way over his head the whole time for sure Uh, mark on the other hand makes a mistake that it well it's the overthinking variety of mistake they're supposed to leave the cake upside down to cool and literally everyone else flips the pan over, and the pan even has these little, like, feet. No, that, <laughs> that, like, argument he had about what upside down means, you know? He's like, yeah. he's like, it, he's like, it is upside down. Like, you eat it the other way. Like, it's the other way. It was, it was so ridiculous, that, that discussion. Mark is my, is my least favorite of all of them. Um, he is very loud. And... You know, there's a lot of people in the tent who are, like, trying to focus on what they're doing. And I feel like whenever he made a mistake throughout the episode, he would kind of, like, stand up and, like, kind of yell and kind of, like, stomp around his station in a way that, like, attracted other people's attention. They were like, oh, what's going on? Going on? Like, what happened to Mark? Um, yeah. He just, he felt like a disruptive force to me in the tent. And he also did not, he did not seem like he was very good compared to everyone else in the tent. But... Unlike Toby, who I felt like was charmingly befuddled through being through like drowning and not being good enough for this competition, Mark was just kind of loud and arrogant and kind of irritating. I thought. That, I mean, that is how some people act when they feel overwhelmed or nervous. Uh, I was shocked at how different all of the cakes looked. <laughs> they lined them up on the table at the end. 
because yeah, like relatively speaking, I mean, there are a few sort of ways you can mess up, and I probably would, I probably would have messed up because I, if I hadn't, I well, it's about fifty fifty, but usually I butter and flour my cake pans so that my cake will slide out. So it's possible I would have done that. Um, I don't know. Mary comes out and looks at them and says. What an array! Because they all look so different. <laughs> yeah. um, a lot, so a lot of them just collapsed. Like that's, you know, that's a simple fact of them. Yeah, they just they fell a lot down. they they fell down at different times for different reasons. But ultimately, like that's what happened to them is that most of them just fell. They also like they all do their curd quite differently, and mm. they all do their like whipped cream topping quite differently. And I think aesthetically the ones that I like best um, are the ones that do have like kind of flat whipped cream, like it's put on as if it's icing so that the drizzle Mm -hmm. stands out. But yeah, some of the curds look terrible. Yeah, Allie's I remember looked so thin, like I wouldn't have guessed it was a curd. I would have thought it was just like a, I don't know what, like it wasn't even thick enough to be a syrup, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's only the first episode, but it's sort of possible to see who has more experience and who's got less. I did feel, um, I I did, like as the episode went on, I feel like I like almost everybody. Like there were a couple people I feel like I haven't made an impression yet. And then there was one person I remember really disliking the first time I watched this season and they haven't done anything yet but um but everybody else I feel like I I was kind of like charmed by all of them like right away um I think faster than in series three actually I feel like in series three interesting like in the first few episodes people felt more a little bit more forgettable to me initially um but these it's like oh I like these people like right away like I wish like when they said that um Kimberly was a therapist and there was like a shot of her you know, listening and nodding attentively uh, in a chair. <laughs> I was like, my first thought was like, I wish she was my therapist. Like, she just seems like uh, such a like such a nice, good person. I remember liking Kimberly a lot from the first time through, um, and just like liking her bakes. And I think she kind of does interesting flavors. But but I overall I don't love change Mm. and so I am still missing the people from season three and I'm not quite ready actually to like let anyone (laughs) let anyone from season four into my Mm. heart um but yeah everyone does seem nice um I think my favorites are 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 Kimberly Francis Lucy I think Glenn seems like a very sweet person too Oh, yeah. 100%. Yes, 100%. And it, it was interesting to see him, like, sort of be self-reflective. Like, oh, I've given my students such yeah. a hard time for all of the mistakes I'm making yeah, today. Yeah, for, like, for having, you know, having trouble working to deadlines. I love that. I love that he, I love that he made that connection in his mind. Um, yeah. I liked Allie, too. Um, I feel like he sets a high bar for himself in a way that I, I enjoy. Yeah. Like, it's like he... He wants to do well. He knows he can do well. He says something at some point <laughs> that's like, I'm better than this cake, but this cake is all they have to judge me on. Um, and then that's like what's yeah. frustrating to him. And that is like, that that is what is so frustrating very often in life, you know? <laughs> um, and I think he just like, he put it very, yeah. he put it very well. Is he young? What's his, what do we learn about him? He feels pretty young. He seems very young. Um, I don't know. I feel like it was focused on his family. We learn very little about yeah. everybody, and they, it sort of blows by really That's quick. True. Should we go to Andrea's baking corner? Yes, let's go. I wish there was some way that I could like 
listen, I hear it in my head, but the music that you made for Andrea's Baking Corner, the first podcast I ever went on, I was like waiting to see if I would get to hear the intro music. (laughs) So I made a sandwich cake and I was going to make a lemon orange poppy seed cake. But I live in a small town and there were no poppy seeds Mm. at the grocery store or the like hippie store that I go to for bulk stuff. Um, So I pivoted. Um, I have a bunch of thyme in my garden. So I decided to make a lemon orange thyme Mm. cake. That sounds really um, good. With a vanilla buttercream. So I made a marmalade on a Friday night with mostly orange but some lemon. And then I made the two sponges, circular sponges, gluten-free, obviously. But the other adaptation I had to do, I used Mary Berry's recipe and just swapped out the flavor combinations, basically. Instead of jam, it was marmalade. Mm. And then I had some add-ins for the sponges. But I only, at that point, had 9-inch tins, and it was a recipe for 8-inch tins. So... I made a one and a half patch of vanilla buttercream. Mary would have given me a hard time for my uh, sponge to icing. Oh, I see. I see. <laughs> so, and then I, the other thing was I, I, um, you can use, let's say you have a recipe for an eight inch pan. You can use a nine inch pan if you bump the bake time. No, sorry. Bump the bake temp up 25 degrees and take a quarter of the time off the bake time. Gotcha. That's a helpful tip. Well, yeah. I this I finally just bought some 8-inch tins. <laughs> Every time baking stuff shows up at my house, my partner's like, more? How's the storage situation more? at your house at this point? You know, it's getting tight, <laughs> uh, which I never thought would happen. I also bought myself a little pre- another little Prezi, which is like a cake tin. And it's like this cool Jamie Oliver one. I was going to get just like a cake Tupperware so that basically you can keep your cake on the uh, countertop and it stays fresh and it's little Tupperware. Or you can carry it places, whatever. Mm-hmm. But then they had this like really nice uh, enameled steel or whatever Jamie Oliver one that looks all vintage And it was only $10 more. So I basically had to get it. Yeah, I had no choice. Um so yeah, lemon orange thyme cake. It was tasty. Uh, I I just put I ended up putting the thyme some thyme into the sponges, and then I put lemon zest and orange zest into the sponges. Buttercream can be finicky with citrus, and I kind of assume I kind of just thought like, okay, well I have marmalade already, I have zest in the sponges. I'll just stick with a vanilla buttercream because it is just it's way more straightforward. Mm-hmm. The, I've curdled uh, buttercream, lemon buttercream before, and I hate, like Ruby, I hate curdling things. You know, I had, until so. the most recent macaron situation, um, I had always, like, done buttercream with a whisk. The, and then, you know, because you had warned me about, like, the danger of splitting and I was making a lemon buttercream, um, I, I watched, like, this woman do it in a YouTube video, and she, like, just beat the butter into submission with a wooden spoon. Um, oh, and so yeah. I oh. did that instead, and it was, like, it worked way better, actually. 
<laughs> which I never oh. would have guessed. Like, like because I don't have I don't have a mixer. Um, so yeah, big surprise. Buttercream just like really aggressively with a wooden spoon actually works way better than with a whisk if you have to do it by hand. Yeah, you have to beat the sh- yeah you have to beat the shit mm-hmm. out of it for buttercream to work, mm-hmm. which is it's so much easier in a stand mixer how was the time like could you really taste it like could you have recognized it as such uh yeah i think so um yeah just added a little bit to the cake what did um oh everybody liked it um i gave some i have one neighbor i gave some to some neighbors they both liked it actually one of my neighbors is like please do put me on your cake slice list (laughs) (laughs) okay obviously sinclair liked it uh will enjoyed it i yeah i enjoy receiving effusive praise for my baking <laughs> so you need to go out, outside your house yeah that's it that's right because yeah will's not the most effusive pr- it's just like not in his nature exactly to be effusive and then he doesn't love sweet stuff um and then sinclair loves everything <laughs> that's sugary <laughs> So, I don't know. For some reason, it feels a little bit more, like, like true when it comes from a stranger. But anyway. I mean, they're maybe um, more discerning than a toddler, right? Yeah, you never know. Although, yeah, this toddler has been raised with, like, just, I, yeah, she just knows so much more about food than I well, New I think your neighbors ten years older than her age. Your na- okay, discerning is maybe not the right word. Because um, who says that your neighbors are right? Who says that any random adult is particularly discerning food wise? Um, yeah. I think I mean more like adults appreciate the effort. You know, like they have more of an understanding oh, of yeah. you carved out time in your life right. to put in all this effort to have a uniquely flavored homemade cake, right? A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I was going to make blueberry mousse cakes with a mirror glaze for the toddler's half birthday with, which just passed mm. on a monday um the birthday was on a monday so i was planning to make them on sunday or everything except for the mirror glaze on sunday uh but then she got she fell ill and we ended up spending like hours at the emergency room she's fine enough she's fine enough um and and then on Monday, I was like, okay, we're going to Dairy Queen instead. Like, there aren't any blueberry cakes. And she was like, why? Why aren't there? I was like, why aren't there? Why isn't there like a four step cake? Because we spent the entire day at the ER. Plans change. I'm sorry you had a rough weekend. See, I see that that's the thing about an adult. I would have been thrilled just to be taken to Dairy Queen. Yeah. Oh, she was excited about the Dairy Queen, too. Don't get me wrong. She also had pizza. We had to, like, take her to the hospital for a little checkup, and we ended up having her, like, half-birthday pizza party in this, like, little garden patch behind the hospital by the parking lot. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's, that's, I mean, that's life. It was, it was surprisingly nice, actually. Yeah, it, it was surprisingly nice. You just, uh, what's the, make hay, not make hay while the sun shines. I don't know, some kind of idiom that means lemons, lemonade, yada, lemons, yada. Lemons, lemonade, yada, yada. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, do you have any other questions about the sandwich cake? Mm, you make it sound simple when I feel like it isn't. Like, do you feel like this could have been a weekday cake? I guess if you weren't making dinner. 
it uh I did I put my icing in a piping bag so that I could make like blob like blob 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 so that it would show up as like sort of distinguishable mm. uh so that was kind of a fun I don't know I'm not really like a decorative person so when I thought to do that I was proud of myself it wasn't it wasn't too hard yeah it would be tricky to do it all in just because if you're making if you're making the marmalade or the jam all that stuff's hot. It's just about heat and letting things cool. Do you use a marmalade recipe? Uh, yeah, I just Googled one. I've made marmalade before. Marmalade's nice because you don't have to, like, add pectin or do any of that because you because you, you boil the peel mm-hmm. to soften it, and then the peel has pectin. So as, it's, as you're doing that, like, a simmering process to soften the peel, it's also extracting some pectin into the water. And then you just add sugar and keep on going i didn't know that where are you gonna carry your cake Ooh, to the beach Ooh, i like that <laughs> yeah i want to have picnics so badly uh friends of ours are gonna like stop through in town they're gonna stop by and i'm gonna make like lunch or something and i really want to serve them cake and i've been like looking forward to this moment for so long because pandemic, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. I haven't had anyone over at our house. Um, but it's finally summer again, and it feels a bit safer. We're all, we've all had our, like, first vaccines to have some people over in the backyard. But now that it it's, like, come time to do it, I'm, like, terrified that I can, like, bake some cake that fails. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, like, performance anxiety. Mm. To be okay. To be fair, that always happens for me when I cook or bake for my sisters and their families. J- One of my sisters is, is named Jermaine, and JP calls it the Jermaine curse because um, um because because this happens so much that I like I'll practice beforehand now. Like I'll make it, you know, that week, and then I'll make it the day of, and then that second time something will go bad and. Yeah, and GP says it's the Jermaine curse. He says it's just because I like I get too stressed out about it and I overthink what I'm doing. Or I, they're again, they're perfectly lovely. There's a lot of that is just my own baggage about you know <laughs> a lifetime with people being the youngest sibling of yeah, youngest sibling in a family of overachievers. Yes, yes. Everybody in my family does everything yeah. to a very high standard, and I'm just sort of known as being the family mess. Um, and I hate anything that adds to that perception, even if it's just like a big crack in my cheesecake, you know, I don't like being, yeah, I, yeah, I don't, I don't like contributing to that sense that I'm, I'm the one who's a big mess. In, by societal standards, you are a successfully an overachiever. So, (laughs) you know, one time I said, okay, okay, it was actually a Margaret Atwood quote and I don't love Margaret Atwood, but she said, um, about her family, that if you are the smallest in a family of dragons to the outside world, you are still a dragon. Um, and I brought that up once when I was talking to one of my sisters and her husband, um, in reference to like, I don't think everybody else in my life thinks I'm a big mess. <laughs> um, and my brother-in-law, he was joking, but what he said was whatever you got to tell yourself. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay, anyway, okay. moving along. Let's talk about chocolate okay. cake. Chocolate cake. <laughs> so they have to use at least two types of chocolate to decorate. 
Um, and then you want elaborate decoration on this cake. Elaborate. This is my least favorite kind of challenge, actually, because I, I don't know how to decorate anything, and it's terrifying. Mm. Um, and it, it also feels like a different, a slightly different subset of skills. Hmm. Like making something delicious is one thing, but making it like look gorgeous in a way that's like f- frou-frou is, I don't know, a different thing entirely. I don't have um, the skills to do that, but I think I I do kind of enjoy, like definitely with, with savory food, I enjoy plating. Like I like making things look pretty in a photo. Um, and again, it's like, even though I lack most of, these, most of those skills, like to the extent I can, I think I enjoy making making desserts look pretty too. I like, um, especially fruit. I love like carving fruit into pretty shapes to decorate oh, yeah. with, you know, like, like, a thinly stepwise, stra- like slicing a strawberry, not all the way through and then like spreading it into a fan. I love that. Oh, yeah. Or like, you know, making kiwi stars, yeah. that kind of thing. I, I just feel like I'm not terribly good at it. Um, but I like illustrate and do some embroidery in my non-baking life Mm. and I do I've done like design and layout too so I have like this like eye for being able to tell what's good and I cannot meet my own expectations Mm. and it frustrates the hell out of me so that's where that lies um let's see they there's so many different cakes it's we don't have to talk about all of them but um uh Ruby makes a dark chocolate and ginger cake and I totally wanted to eat that they, they mark her down for not having a cake that's like overly, that is, that it, they say it should be decorated more. However, to me, that is like my taste in cake decoration. Mm. She pulls off a collar that's pretty, a chocolate collar that's pretty good. And she has a little bit of like minimal decoration on top of the cake. And I think it looks good. Um, like Robert does an amazing job. He makes bowls out of balloon with balloons. Um, he makes chocolate striped cigars, etc. And it shows off a lot of skill, but I don't think it like looks. Yeah, I, great. I I hear what you're saying. Like you prefer sort of minimalist and elegant. Um, like it's more, yeah. it's a much more grown up looking cake. Uh, I loved watching Robert make those chocolate cigars, though, especially the stripy oh, yeah. white. The, the stripy ones that was white and dark chocolate, like watching him roll them up. It was just, it was very soothing. It was, very, it was good. It was it good was. TV watching him make those decorations. Um, and agree. Mary, Mary yeah. said of the balloon bowls that she could imagine like herself fucking that up. Right. Which I think that's, that's the highest compliment for, for me. That's the highest compliment anyone could say, I think is if they were really good yeah. at the thing and they were like, I could see me messing it up. I, I get also, I mean, if you put that balloon into chocolate while it's too hot, for example. Yes. Then it poof. just, yes, Yes. <laughs> um, Allie makes a raspberry and chocolate cake. Um, I love raspberry and chocolate together. Mm. Totally would eat that. Mark makes a chocolate monster. Yeah, you know, props uh, to Mark. I was very unimpressed with him in general this whole episode. But I feel like the chocolate monster, like, looked exactly the way he wanted it to like it did have exactly the visual effect with like all the they were like they were little cream puffs right he made like yeah. profiteroles yeah. right yeah um, he made profiteroles that were like spilling out of it like it was like a you know it, it did look monstrous and impressive in exactly the way he wanted it to um i was really interested in lucy's cake uh the the one with thyme and figs and oh, the, yeah. the chocolate trees um the judges thought it was like 
like that she'd they also thought it was under decorated like that she'd over focused on the the decorative trees um yeah she's a very interesting baker is how I felt about Lucy you know like I'm I'm interested in like the things that come to her mind and I'm interested to see what she does next um Francis had the yeah. had the squirrel in the middle um like yeah she had the secret squirrel yeah. cake she's actually one of those people on the show um and Robert is like this too where they're their non-baking profession aligns so well with the kind of baker they are. So yeah, she works in sure. designing children's clothes. Um, or she works at a children's company, children's clothing company, and they kind of make it look like she's involved in the design process in some way in the clip we see. And then her cakes are really like whimsical in that exact same way and like a very, in a very difficult to achieve, but like cutesy aesthetic. Um, and then Robert is a scientist. Um, and his, he's extremely yeah. precise in his baking and methodical and he just and calm and mathematical even, I would say. Yeah. He follows the what is it? The method? <laughs> the scientific method, yeah. <laughs> oh jeez. I didn't do very well in science class. Francis, um Francis I'm torn between like loving her stuff and finding it maybe a little bit gimmicky. Mm. Um but but she is she's very imaginative. She's very able to pull off the things that she decides to do. Um, it is it's very impressive. Um, the, I I feel like focusing so much on the aesthetic part of it. I don't know. Maybe necessarily you're thinking less about the texture and flavor mm. and all that kind of stuff. But maybe that's not fair. Her a- aesthetic makes me think of expensive children's stores like uh yeah, yeah. Hannah something I don't, I don't know i don't know uh, i don't know just don't you know the me. places where you pay like the, the price of the cost of adult clothes for tiny clothes um yeah and the way and that that look about them um is the same yeah is the same vibe as her cakes um the only person for whom yeah. i think things go really go really sideways is toby um paul paul says at the end of the show like the standard in the showstopper is really high. Like every, almost yeah. everybody makes something really, really good. Um, yeah. Toby cuts both his thumbs. Like he both is. Both of them. Great. Sim. Left thumbless, you know, yeah. <laughs> by the, by the end of this challenge. <laughs> oh, uh, and then, you know, his cake is overbaked. And when, you know, Mel and Sue bring up the thumb thing. Paul is like, you don't need your thumbs to get a cake out of the oven. You know, like, it doesn't affect how long a cake goes in the oven. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, well, poor Toby. Um, Oh, you know who else had a really interesting flavor combination was Kimberly. She had chocolate raspberry and basil. Mm, Yes. Um, And that's, yeah, with hers and with Lucy's, I can't really imagine exactly how those flavors would come together. So... Um, Christine makes a cake shaped like a hat. Uh, it looks really nice. I think hers looks incredible, and the show did not linger on it yeah. at all. She's in the, like, blow-by montage, and I was like, that hat looks amazing. <laughs> Why are we just blowing past it? It did look amazing. Um, and it was it was chocolate and orange, so I, I don't know. I think of you. I love chocolate and orange. Um, Becca had uh, truffles. Mm. Um, or she tempered her chocolate well. She had a very good cake. Uh, Deborah's overbaked sides boring. Yeah, but De- Deborah, I keep forgetting, exists. But like, Becca, 
I want to be my friend, sort of. Like, her bakes make me think of, like, I want, or, like, I want to be my neighbor. Her bakes are the ones that I want someone to, like, bring over, you yeah. know, after dinner. Like, oh, we had yeah. an extra slice. Hi. <laughs> do you want to join the choir with me? Yeah. See, there's the rub. I do not want to join <laughs> the military choir. Um, let's see. Oh, Howard. Howard's. So he does so well with his polar bear, or yes, po- yes, whatever his bear yes. cake. Um, when he's doing the molding chocolate, it doesn't look that impressive. But then by the end, like we don't see the finished product until the very mm. end, and it, it looks amazing. He does a really wonderful job, and his cake is moist and indulgent. And the poor man can't eat chocolate because it gives him migraines. <laughs> I know. So. <laughs> At the beginning, too, um, so his signature, he made gluten-free, by the way, which we didn't address at all. Um, yeah, and, right, and, yes, that's And true. did super well. And then, and I wondered, too, about the, like, chocolate gives me migraines. I was like, I feel like he's probably good at adapting his baking um, in that way, which which is, yeah. like, which is a very tricky skill um, that is, like, one that I'm, you know, more and more lately, as we've talked about, like, wishing I had, is being able to adapt food for other people. Um I there was another moment of like editing brilliance with his cake where at the at the beginning um he's explaining that he's going to uh color the the bear to make it more of to like make it more of a silver bear and then the camera like swings over to Paul immediately <laughs> um and that's even before in the judging where like he actually says like he could name it Paul but I just I love it at the beginning where it's like yeah. it's like a you know a silver bear that is like Paul's. yeah it was just so sassy, yeah. just on the part of the camera operator. Like the camera operators this time mm-hmm. around. Um, but yeah, everyone did really well on the on the chocolate cakes. Well, some people had like, um, I don't know, a really dry cake or whatever. But on the whole, everyone did really well. And I liked that Ruby said that if she went out now, she'd done a decent showing of her last bake. Yes. Um, it's, it wasn't, like, 100% perfect, but she felt like she'd sort of nailed it, and it was nice to see her sort of just, like, take a minute to acknowledge that. Yes. So, so Allie and Ruby both did not do very well this episode. They weren't... They, they didn't leave, like, Toby, um, but they both did poorly in the technical, and they both, like, had... Like, Allie did well in the signature, and Ruby did well in the showstopper, um, but they... You know, but the reverse was not true. Um, In the showstopper, Ali, uh, he said he was ashamed. Like he's told, he said to the judges, "Like I'm ashamed to put this in front of you." Um, And then, and then Mary said, "Like this cake makes us makes you sad. It makes us sad too." It felt a little harsh for a first for a first episode. (laughs) I felt so bad. I was like, "Oh, it's only cake." Toby served them salt last round. It can't be worse than that. Um, but yeah, so to- but yes, Toby goes home. He's not too salty about it. <laughs> you should. Bonus yeah, I was gonna say you should have saved that for the sign off. There's a moment where Mer- Mark's chocolate collar is not working, um, and he's like, he cannot get it to c- adhere to the cake, and he says he kind of mut- he says I need cello tape really loudly, and the camera pans out and Mary is like right next to him with her arms crossed like glaring at him and his chocolate collar and it's just it's, such, it's like a horror movie moment the calls coming from inside the house um he did a ha- he did a good job with his chocolate collar all around there are some thumbprints but you know 
whatever. But he, and Paul points this out, he fell down in his choice of chocolate, mm. like, from the get-go. Like, milk chocolate never really exactly works for that application. Um, but, you know, such is life. I think I can understand why he chose it, because he wanted to get, he has dark chocolate in there, so he's doing little stripes. Yeah. But, oh, well, what are you going to do? So, Robert gets Star Baker, though. Have we said that yet? He gets Star Baker. So, Toby goes home. Robert gets Star Baker. uh, As he, it's nice. He looks happy. Yeah. So, that's nice. It's a good first, a good first episode. Uh, We'll see how it all pans out. I can't remember who wins this season. Oh, maybe I do. Anyway. I unfortunately realize, I remember the season better than I remember series three, which is sort mm-hmm. of unfortunate. I feel like series three, it felt like I was experiencing it all over again. Um, and this one, I think part of that is like why I was e- able, able to like fall in love with them all so quickly. Um, but then I remember like old animosities I had too. And I remember, <laughs> you know, like feelings I had. In, I'm so I feel like, And I remember feelings I had in like late episodes, you know? Um, so I know who was mm-hmm. there because I like, I remember having this feeling about this person and like, you know, in the semifinal. Yeah. So I know that they're there. Um, so it's, so it'll be like a different dynamic for me. And I'm trying, and I'll, I'm tr- I'll try hard to <laughs> limit myself to what has actually happened. Yeah, I'm super curious to know who was your least favorite the last time you watched it. I'm not going to mm-hmm. ask you, but when it comes up, if it comes up, I want to know. And if it never comes up, I need to know in the finale. So Okay, okay. Just telescoping way forward okay. there. But all right, uh, let's sign off. Okay. Um, your hosts have been Kim Fu and Andrea Bennett. Uh, Andrea also writes books, and their most recent is an essay collection uh, called Like a Boy But Not a Boy, which is available anywhere fine books are sold. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Rough Puffs or on Instagram at The Rough Puffs, and please consider recommending us to a friend or rating and reviewing us on iTunes. Good night and Godspeed, all you angel food bakers. <laughs> it's, I said Godspeed. That's the- I, I know. <laughs> I had a moment of a know. genuine shock there. I was like, there's something I could never imagine Andrea saying. I wanted to say it in the like um, gravelly late night radio. Mm, like a good night and good luck? Yeah. I don't know if that works because I sound like a chipmunk. You don't sound like a chipmunk. I've listened to you for like 100 hours now. Mm-hmm.